Blog Talk Radio. show chat uh, thread over there on the Facebook page. So again, check that out. Again, that is facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. You can check us out on Twitter. If tweeting is your thing, check us out on Twitter. At The Ken Reedy Show is our Twitter handle. Again, that is at The Ken Reedy Show on the Twitter. And you can always check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com. We got blogs over there. We got pictures we got fan picks. You want to get in touch with us? Send us some of your fan picks. You meet your favorite wrestler of all time. You want to send over a fan pick? We'll post it on the website. You know, as long as it's clean, we'll post just about anything on that website. So send it over. Check out our website. Again, that is thekenreedyshow.com. We are proud. This show is proud to be a part of the network that is 1640 PWPR. Again, that is 1640 PWPR. Write it down, 1640-PWPR. That is a network of pro wrestling podcasts. We're excited to be a part of it. A number of great shows, just to name a few. You got the King Firehawk show. Uh, you got that Image guy, Joey Image, who's been an a independent wrestler uh, in the northern New Jersey scene for quite some time. Uh, retired now, but he's got his podcast giving you his Perspective on the world of pro wrestling, uh, Cool Down with AC, lots of great shows. So head on over to iTunes, do a search, 
1640 PWPR. When it comes up, click the subscribe. It's for free. And then you have access to all these great shows, including ours. So check it out. We are excited to be a part of that network, a new and exciting project we've been doing uh, over the course of uh, the latter half of this year. So check it out. That is 1640PWPR. Again, as I said at the top of the show, so many things coming out of uh, Hell in a Cell last night. Uh, lots and lots of it's seemingly programs ending. So as we get we recap last night and we get you set for Monday Night Raw, what looks like it's ending, what looks like it's about to begin, lots of speculation, lots of neat stuff to talk about coming out of last night. And we want to hear from you, 347-838-9815. So give us a call. Let us know what you thought about Hell in a Cell and what you think is going to happen tonight and moving forward as we head into the road to Survivor Series. But to make any sense, to make heads or tails out of any of the stuff going on right now as we head forth towards Survivor Series, I cannot, I cannot make any sense out of it without my tag team partner, Dave, who is on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? The sense maker has arrived. I'm doing very well, and uh, I'm ready to make sense of things. Either heads or tails. And there you go. And let's like, you know, before we get into it, because I think, you know, we usually don't do this on on the show. You know, we usually don't do a, uh, you know, match-by-match breakdown on on the recap. But I, I, for the most part, you know, I don't know if we're going to hit every match, but there's a lot that came out of last night's pay-per-view. As far as storytelling and where we're going to go moving forward. Um, Before we get into match-by-match, you know, and I want to get your take on it, uh, just as far as the, the... the overview of Hell in a Cell last night. Uh, personally, I thought it was a thoroughly uh, mediocre pay-per-view. Uh, again, for a pay-per-view that interesting, you know, I, that I think a lot came out of it as far as where things are going moving forward, or w- more specifically, what ended last night, um, which means we have new beginnings uh, probably starting tonight. Um, but but I thought it was it was a mediocre pay-per-view. It didn't. It wasn't terrible. I didn't think it was terrible, uh, but there wasn't a lot of the pay-per-view where I was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Um, it was kind of a, you know, even keel, didn't really move the needle for me. If I was, you know, on the Facebook page a lot, we do uh, the letter grade. I'd probably uh, go C plus, B minus uh, for the pay-per-view. There were some good spots and good moments in the pay-per-view, um, but it didn't, it didn't wow me at all. Uh, one of the things that is kind of cool uh, as of, the past few months, uh, we've actually uh, garnered a, a nice-sized group that comes over uh, the Ken Reedy Show studios uh, to watch the pay-per-view. And uh, it's neat because it, it does give me a sense of how the pay-per-view is resonating with at least a, a section of, of wrestling fans. And uh, i gotta, I got to be honest. Like, we talk about living room pops. Uh, we talk about that sort of thing. It, it wasn't um, not a lot of living room pops. Uh, you know, there was a lot of like, hey, uh, I'm kind of bored kind of conversation. There was a few times where uh, it seemed like people were just having their own conversations because the, the pay-per-view wasn't engaging them. Um, so it was kind of a, a spotty pay-per-view. Um, getting into specifics, uh, you know, and I want to go match by match, but I will say this. Uh, the latter half of the show, I thought Rollins and, and Kane and Owens and Ryback, both those matches kind of, I thought they were both kind of boring, um, you know, which which really dragged the show a bit. Um, 
But you know, again, there were good moments though too. Was was uh, Lesnar Taker the best they've ever done? No. Was it entertaining? Absolutely. Um, I thought there was some spots where there was uh, quick finishes, which kind of left me scratching my head. Where the match was decent, but the finish was okay. But so all in all, Dave, I mean, I'm looking at a a good pay per view, not a great pay per view, um, but interesting stuff as we move forward coming out of Hell in a Cell. Um, I would I would tend to agree with you. I was just for for me personally, I wouldn't consider the show mediocre. I would probably just say it was solid, solid show in terms of in ring performances and booking decisions um, and the outcomes of the matches and the finishes. Before I go into my overall, you know, uh, feel, you know, grade on the show, um, as far as our standings go after last night, you went six and two. And I went seven and one. Uh, you and I differed on the Intercontinental Championship match with Ryback and Kevin Owens. I picked Owens. You picked Ryback. We both lost with the Dudleys. We did gain a victory, however, in the U.S. title match. No, it was not Daniel Bryan that won the U.S. title and answered John Cena's challenge. It was Alberto Del Rio, and we both predicted John Cena was going to lose the United States Championship. So I gave us both a win there. So uh, as far as the actual standings go, I think we were pretty – Close to spot on with our with our picks last night. Uh, overall in the show, I'd give it like a C plus B minus kind of kind of thing. The crowd was pretty into it for the most part. Uh, with the surprise with Del Rio, um, even with the two Hell in the Cell matches, even though they weren't necessarily, um, even though they weren't you know Hell in the Cell matches of previous years, uh, both matches, you know respectively, did a did a good job within the PG parameters of making it a violent hell in the cell match, which I, which I applaud the effort, um, you know, on all four men's part, but overall I wasn't like too impressed with the show. Um, there wasn't really anything that like jumped out at me. It was like, Ooh, ah, I did like the ending, um, you know, with, with the Wyatt's jumping undertaker. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I, I'm interested to, 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 to see where that's going to go. And we'll discuss that later on, but overall, it wasn't a terrible show. It wasn't a great show. It wasn't a bad show. It was solid. Let's get into dissecting some of these things because, I mean, and, you know, let's start with where we differed. And, and I look at, like, the IC title match. And, again, when I when I gave the pick, I thought Owens was going to come out with, with the belt, uh, but in some way, shape, or form, Ryback was going to win. And maybe part of that was me picking with my heart and not my head um, because I, I, I like Ryback, and I really liked Ryback in the role of IC title holder. I know why they they gave it to Owens, and I like Owens in that role too, um, you know. So I, I think I just kind of wanted to see Ryback at least be able to continue this feud. I I, I wonder at this point, and this is one of those question marks. I I, I don't think this feud's going to continue. Um, you know, do we have a Captain Ryback team versus a Kevin Owens Captain team that, at Survivor Series? I I, I tend to doubt it. Uh, maybe they're both on. Uh, someone else's team, so you kind of rekindle the rivalry a little bit in a Survivor Series match. But I think for the most part, uh, it's over. And, and, you know, we've talked a lot about guys uh, that have floundered, and, and a guy like Ryback has been up and down. I mean, I, I think the, the best way to describe uh, his career uh, in the WWE is, is up and down. And uh, he looked like he was in a good place grabbing that IC title, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but when I look at this this uh, this matchup, to me, I look at a guy 
at Owens, it's going to be a, a benchmark uh, in the in the mid card, which is a good place for him. I think he's going to hold it down with that IC title. I think he's going to uh, give the IC title a certain amount of prestige. So I think it's all good for Owens. Uh, hoping I'm wrong, but I, I I kind of look into my you know wrestling crystal ball, and I get worried that Ryback is, is headed towards uh, you know a few months of floundering about trying to find a a substantial program. But uh, I didn't think the match was very good. Uh, I don't I, you know again I think Owens is he's got all the talent in the world, and I think he's he's going to hold it down mid card. Uh, I don't think the match in and of itself helped you one of these guys. Um, but it's, it, again, a lot of question marks coming out of hell in the cell. What do you do with Ryback and who's the next opponent? Who's the number one contender for that IC title? Well, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the match either. It was a short match. Um, I don't think they were given enough time. They were also put in the, uh, the popcorn match spot, you know, the last match before the main event, usually that match, a lot of people's interest. In the, in the second-to-last match, isn't really there because they're anticipating the main event, at least as a fan, for me personally, depending on the match. Normally, I'm not caring about the second-to-last match. Um, so I think it, it, this was one of those situations where, you know, it was put on the pay-per-view. Ryback got his rematch, and, you know, Owens claimed the victory, and both guys are going to move on. Do I agree with you that Ryback could flounder following this? Yeah, I think he could. But I also think at the same time, um, he won't necessarily be. He'll kind of be put in spots where, you know, one week you'll see, you know, uh, Bo Dallas come out and cut a promo and Ryback will come out and squash him. And maybe we'll just see kind of a rebuilding of Ryback of sorts. But he'll just go through, you know, some of the lower card guys and maybe even some of the mid card guys. Um, I could see Ryback feuding with, uh, you know, a guy like Sheamus or even Barrett or, uh, or Rusev. He's had some pretty good chemistry and some good matches with Rusev. Um, over the past year. So there's, there's potential for him to stay relevant on the main roster. Um, I don't think – I'm not too worried about what his status is. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, it could go, it could go either way. As far as Owens goes, um, like you said, he's going to be a benchmark in the mid-card. The rumor I'm hearing, and, and we'll discuss this further later on, but the rumor that I'm hearing is that Owens is set for live events to defend the Intercontinental Championship uh, against Dean Ambrose, which could indicate that what we talked about last night on the show of separating Ambrose and Roman Reigns from each other for a little while is indeed truly going to happen, um, which would be a pretty interesting um, rivalry. Two guys who are very similar with each other, two guys who kind of came up together um, in the indie scene. They were kind of part of that group of, of Internet darlings that fans have really um, – grown attached to now that they are regular characters on WWE programming. So, um, you know, we can get more into that later on, but that's where I see the both potentially where both of those guys could go. But overall that match, it was just a tough spot to be put in. It was, it was not given much time and it was right before the main event. And like I said, people's interest in the second to last match is not very good right before the main event. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens with them. And, again, a lot of question marks coming out of last night's pay-per-view. Let's look at, like, the top of last night and the top of the pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, you got the John Cena U.S. Championship Open Challenge. And, uh, as we, you know, we all speculated and, and you know, threw names about last night. Who could it be? Speculation. Could it be Daniel Bryan coming back? Uh, wow, could James Storm debut? 
mean, who could it be? And then the music hits. It's like, it's Jack Swagger. Oh, God, no. But as it turns out, thank God it was not Jack Swagger. And, uh, you know, we wind up having uh, Alberto Del Rio, which, uh, number one, Dave, I thought Del Rio looked great. I, I mean, the time off did him well. Um, I know, like, WWE commentators, no matter what, no matter what state someone comes back uh, in their career, WWE commentary always says, hey, they look like they're in the best shape of their career. Uh, however, last night I think they were right. Uh, I think Del Rio looked tremendous. And uh, I, I'm personally, Dave, I'm glad to see him back in the WWE. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I was a little um, underwhelmed when the music hit, and I was like, Wait a minute, Jack Swagger, and then Colter came <laughs> up by himself. And when he came up by himself, I'm like, all right, there's more to this. They can't just be reintroducing him with Swagger. And honestly, like I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it right here. You know, one of the names that I forgot to mention involved in the speculation regarding the John Cena U.S. Open Challenge was Del Rio because his name had been popping up. And I'll cover more of that in the Day Five News report at the top of the hour. But he was another name that had been rumored. Um, to to be a part of this, and you know, it was good to see him back. He did look great. Yeah, physically, he did look good. Um, didn't look like he missed a beat whatsoever. I mean, he's been wrestling since he's been gone from WWE on the independent scene with Lucha Underground, Triple uh, A. So he's been keeping active. So there wasn't any kind of ring rust there, um, w- which was a good thing. I was really surprised at the pairing with Zeb Coulter. I did not see that coming, um, and th- that's. To me, between that and the the ending with the Wyatts and Undertaker, those are the two most intriguing things for me that I look forward to heading into tonight's Monday Night Raw because what's the meaning behind this pairing? You know, Coulter's character was a um, was was against any kind of foreigner to the United States. And in fact at one point his man Jack Swagger had been had challenged Del Rio for the world title at WrestleMania a few years ago. And it was all about, you know, they kind of threw the uh, the immigration storyline into it. And so I'm kind of curious what this union is about um, and, and hoping that they elaborate on it further tonight. But I thought the match was, was, was pretty solid as an opener, but very anticlimactic at the end with the finish. I didn't see it happening so quick. It, it felt like the match just came and went, you know. So I was, I was kind of surprised in the manner that Cena was beaten so quickly and decisively by Del Rio. But it was good for Del Rio, too, a good way to reintroduce him in the storyline. Yeah, I mean, there's a few great things that come out of this. I mean, I agree with you. I, I didn't like the finish at all, um, especially in terms of, you know, I mean, John Cena has done such a great job with this U.S. Open Challenge. I mean, it really has been, um, you know, he's done a great job with the promos introducing it. And he's had some great matches. He's given some new talent a shot. Uh, it, it's just been really entertaining. Uh, but he's a guy, the character John Cena, has gone through some wars uh, to hold on to the U.S. championship. And, uh, you know, a, a backstabber and a super kick for the pin just didn't seem like enough for uh, the, the storytelling of who John Cena is. I mean, granted, in real life, yes, if I if I took a backstabber and then someone kicked me in the face, yes, I would be unconscious. I get that. But as far as like the the who John Cena is and who that character is, I, I just felt like there could have been a little bit more. Now again, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, did Zeb Coulter talk a little bit too long and they had to cut some stuff from the match? Uh, you know, where are the time constraints? I get all that. So 
Uh, it just seemed a bit abrupt uh, in the end. Um, but it was a decent match and a solid match. And, and uh, uh, you know, one of the things about the pay-per-view, which I think maybe the, the debut of Del Rio um, kind of hurt the pay-per-view on some levels as far as where it happened. Uh, you know, perhaps the biggest uh, surprise of the night was Del Rio and it happened in the first match. Uh, if you were booking that, you know, I get why you open the match with the open the pay-per-view with the open challenge. Uh, but a surprise like that, Del Rio coming back, maybe would have helped uh, putting that somewhere uh, in the middle of the pay-per-view. I don't know. I, I just, um, you know, I, I like Del Rio coming now. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little tongue-tied here. Let's look at the positive coming out of this, though. You had, you had a decent match, okay? Not a great finish, but a decent match. And you got Del Rio back into the fold. You got a guy who can talk who is managed by a guy who can talk, uh, and, and said wrestler who can talk can also go in the ring. He's a talented performer. Uh, I've always liked Del Rio. Uh, he, he adds some depth right there. And, you know, even, Dave, like you said, right now, you know, what is, what's the deal with this pairing? Like, what, what is this? Well, this doesn't make any sense, which, which opens up for tonight on Monday Night Raw to get, you know, how many Raws do we have? Now, who knows? I'm just speculating. I don't know who's going to open Raw uh, you know, I don't know if they've announced yet on WWE.com what's going to open Raw. But to me, I would open with Del Rio and, and Zeb Coulter. Let's get, give us something different. How many Raws do we have open with either Rollins or The Authority or, or even like Cena's uh, U.S. Open Challenge? Like I would love for Raw to kick off and, and they hit Del Rio's music and the two of them come down to the ring and they give us an explanation on how exactly this pairing came to be. Your thoughts? Um, it wouldn't be a bad idea to open up Raw with, um, you know, Del Rio and his reasoning behind being with Coulter. Um, from what I'm hearing, WWE.com is teasing a response. Um, let me go back and read this real quick. Uh, they're teasing a possible response to Alberto Del Rio's title win from John Cena. But as of right now, John Cena is not expected to appear on Monday Night Raw. Um, what I am hearing is that there's a possibility that – Raw could open with what's being described as a one-night tournament to crown a new number one contender for the WWE Championship. Uh, the winners from last night's Hell in the Cell event, um, and it's the, the preview is very vague, are going to compete in a series of matches, and in tonight's Raw main event, there's going to be a fatal four-way descri- uh, being described as the number one, in the main event, as the number one contender will be crowned to face Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So I think tonight um, we're going to hopefully we'll see some kind of an explanation. And, um, you know, maybe Del Rio will be involved in that tournament. We won't get that response. Who knows? It's Like I said, the preview is very vague, but um, I think more than anything there needs to be some explanation as to uh, his pairing with Coulter. And maybe we'll see him kind of reinvent the United States Open Challenge by doing some form of an open challenge of his own. So who knows? Agreed. And let's get since you know, I mean, you speculated on a, a tournament going after Rollins' title. I mean, let's let's talk a little about the WWE World uh, Heavyweight Championship. And uh, you know, all the respect in the world, I, I'm I'm a Kane fan, not a Kane hater here. Love what Seth Rollins has done. Uh, Wrestler of the Year on this show last year. Um, if I was gonna, you know, this match to me was a clunker, um, and it's it's surprising. Uh, for me to say, I, I just I was bored. I was bored with this match. I, I wasn't into the storytelling. And we talked uh, last night about having, 
you know, a, a pay-per-view that had, uh, you know, maybe not the greatest build, but uh, potential to have some really entertaining matches. And, you know, I just don't think this match delivered. Uh, I wasn't into the storyline, wasn't into the match. And again, you know, one of those things when you watch it with a group of people and you get to, you know, at least see what, what's registering with other people, you know, because sometimes, you know, you watch something and you're bored, but then you say, hey, everyone around me is really into it. All right, it's just me. You know, but last night uh, during this champ, and it's a championship match. Uh, the living room was a little bit bored. Uh, they they were not into it. It was it was a tough match to get into. It was a tough pairing. Um, but again, coming out of this match, the big question marks now. Number one, what's next for Rollins? Who's going to be next for this number one contender? Uh, you know, are we going to have this this tournament tonight? Uh, you know, to crown the next number one contender. And the other question mark: the Demon Kane has been unleashed. What's next in store for the Demon Kane? Is he going to go and rescue his brother, the Undertaker? Is he going to team with the Undertaker and bring back the Brothers of Destruction? Who knows? But the Demon is back. Uh, the the uh, town relations corporate Kane is gone. Thank God. And, uh, you know, what's next for Kane? So as much as, like, Dave, with this match last night, I was not impressed with the matchup. Uh, hopefully some interesting stuff come out of it uh, moving forward. Like I said last night, I think last night's match with Rollins and Kane was a one-and-done. They had to at least address it, and now was the time to do it, and they did, and Rollins defeated Kane decisively, another notch on his character's belt. Now they both move forward. I think Kane will move forward and get involved in the Undertaker-Wyatt scenario. I was surprised he didn't make an appearance last night, but I understand why they didn't do that. Um, Rollins moving forward, it wouldn't surprise me if he does have some you know, involvement with um, with Roman Reigns. The rumor is, is that he could be the next one in line for a title opportunity, possibly at Survivor Series. They kind of brought him into the mix with Reigns and Ambrose last week with that shield teasing thing. This may be the start of building the – planting the seeds for the, the WrestleMania main event that's been rumored between the three of them, Rollins, Reigns, and Ambrose. Who knows? Um, but I'm kind of excited that there's going to be a new challenger for Rollins because I really didn't dig the Kane stuff from the get-go. You're right, the match was very boring. It was very slow. Um, even, like, you know, Rollins, when he powerbombed Kane through the table, yes, the table didn't break, but the powerbomb didn't even look like it hurt, you know? Like, it, it looked like he, like Rollins couldn't lift Kane. He was too heavy. It just didn't – the match just, did, for whatever reason – um, just didn't connect with me as a fan. And I think, too, by the way it was being treated in the buildup, that a lot of fans didn't really care about it to begin with because a lot of people didn't see, don't see Kane on that level of, anymore of being any kind of a threat for a championship. But I'm glad that it looks like they're moving forward and separating the two, which I think is a good thing. And, I think it's, and, and you know, it's, it's a good point you bring up with the powerbomb. And it, it, it's something that, like, you know, at this point, I mean, and again, not enough positive things to say about Seth Rollins. I mean, the the guy is so talented. Um, but but maybe the powerbomb is something to take out of the arsenal. Um, you know, it, it didn't look great last night. Uh, you know, injured Sting last... I, I mean, maybe it's just something that, hey, you know, you, you have such an, uh, a vast move set. Uh, most of your, your offense is predicated on uh, being quick and athletic. Um, I, I get it, kind of having a strength move in the mix, but... Uh, I don't know, Dave. Maybe it's it's time, you know, that 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 just that, that move is not working for him. 
Well, at least not with a guy of that size. I mean, when he's done it to other individuals, like, like for instance, like Money in the Bank earlier this year, he had that ladder match with Ambrose for the title. I mean, he launched Ambrose and really, you know, there was such velocity and power behind that power, those power bombs. Like, he launched him into the ladders with a few power bombs, a few power bombs into the barricade, the ring apron. Like, he, to me, that was probably the 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 most evil mean streak that could come out of Seth Rollins was that performance against Ambrose at Money in the Bank. And I just felt like he could have used that to counteract the Demon Kane. Um, but the powerbomb for a, him using it on a big guy, I don't necessarily believe it. A guy like Ambrose, around his size, yes. Bigger guys, no. I don't. I, I just don't. I, I can't see it. So many more things to get into uh, going going forward. Looking at last night's pay per view, hell, we had a we had a goddamn kidnapping last night. What's next for the Undertaker as he gets taken away uh, from the Wyatt uh, by the Wyatt family after his matchup? What's next for Brock Lesnar? Are we going to see him back in the title picture? So many things to get into as far as moving forward, and we're going to get into that after the break. We want to hear from you also, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. We're going to get to your calls after the break. But right now, it is time for the Day 5 50 News Report. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in to the Day 5 50 News Report. Brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network. Subscribe for free right now on iTunes and be a part of the groundbreaking evolution in wrestling podcasts today. The Ken Reedy Show, King Firehawk, The Cool Down with AC, That Image Guy, the list goes on and on. All entertaining and insightful pro wrestling podcasts that you should check out right now. So now that I got all the cheap plugs out of the way, let's get into some news. Our top story this week is the return of Alberto Del Rio to WWE at last night's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Del Rio's name has popped up in the rumor mill as of late in regards to a return to WWE. Allegedly, Del Rio had a falling out with Lucha Underground over creative issues, and Del Rio's contract with the promotion allowed him to leave at any time without financial penalties. Rumors of negotiations with other promotions surfaced this week as allegedly Del Rio was in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling as well as TNA. But both of the, the negotiations didn't seem to go anywhere as reports out suggest Del Rio was in contact with WWE for quite a while and a deal had been reached for weeks, but Del Rio kept it quiet to even those close to him. His new contract reportedly allows him a lighter schedule, not the likes of Brock Lesnar or Undertaker, but one that allows him to still see his family. And, of course, the almighty dollar played a factor into his return, as his new deal is a very sizable one, according to reports. WWE is allowing Del Rio to finish out any independent date in the month of November, and AAA will be releasing a statement shortly regarding Del Rio's status. However, inside sources claim that the company was informed about his return 30 minutes before the pay-per-view went on the air. Del Rio is currently the AAA mega champion, and there is no word if he will return to drop the title before he leaves for WWE full-time. Two weeks ago, ago, I reported on the cancellation of TNA Live events for this upcoming weekend in the New Orleans, Louisiana area. Reports out now, according to the Wrestling Observer, suggest that after the tour was officially canceled and talent was notified, several 
TNA Talents had reached out to multiple organizations looking for work. As of right now, there is no word on who these talents were, but we can confirm what companies received these calls. New Japan, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, AAA, and even WWE all made contact with these unknown TNA talents, allegedly, I might add. The only good news that comes out of this is that TNA officials agreed to pay the roster partially as a way to make up for the loss of income. On all fronts, this is not a good sign for TNA wrestling. It looks as if WWE is adding more alumni from the most recent season of Tough Enough to the developmental program, as reports out last week suggest that Patrick Clark, Mata, and Daria have all been signed to developmental deals with WWE. Clark no-showed an independent wrestling event a few weeks back in Maryland, and the rumors at that time suggest that it was because of his impending deal with WWE. Clark then proceeded to pull out of several indie events following that, even further fueling those rumors. Besides the winners, Josh and Sarah, getting WWE contracts, finalists ZZ and Amanda both are under WWE developmental deals. That rounds out to seven members of the Tough Enough cast signed to WWE developmental contracts. No word right now on if WWE plans to sign any more cast members from this past season of Tough Enough. The Wrestling Observer reports that Global Force Wrestling is close to signing a new television deal in the United Kingdom. Negotiations have been going on for some time now, but as of this writing, there are no details as to what network over in the UK is looking to pick up GFW's AMP program. Global Force recently finished up their their TV tapings in Las Vegas, Nevada last week, and the company is set for two shows over in the UK this weekend. As of right now, there's still no word on if GFW has a TV deal in place in the United States. And in my final story this week, Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer Live reported this week that there are rumors spreading of Lucha Underground receiving a substantial amount of money from an unknown source to fund the organization. It's alleged that this money would help with production costs and fund not only the upcoming second season, but it would be used to tape a third season as well, and that third season could tape at the same time as season two. The alleged deal would see Lucha Underground receive roughly $3 million each season for the next two years. It was reported a few months back that the promotion was looking for outside investors to help fund the upcoming season, and at this time, there is no confirmation on if these rumors are even true, and we can't confirm where this influx of cash has come from. Reports out are stating that the upcoming second season will see a space alien theme added to the programming for more dramatic effect to the presentation of the show. And there you have it. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of the Dave 550 News Report. 5050 News Report, excuse me. You can catch my report every single Monday night, top of the hour, right here on the Ken Reedy Show. And if for some strange reason you missed this portion of the show, then head on over to both the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page and the 1640 PWPR Facebook page for a full transcript of tonight's news update immediately. Get ready for the second half of the best in pro wrestling talk. Take it away, Ken. Why, thank you. Always uh, lots of good stuff. And it's it's such a shame, man. Like, every time, like, you know, how often is, like, you know, and again, another, like, Henry Show drinking game. Like, how often, like, Dave's doing the day five and uh, there's a not good news for TNA story. It's it's just such a shame, man. I mean, I you know, again, as a wrestling fan, you just want to see all wrestling companies succeed. But uh, it's, just, it's just not good. It's just not good news, uh, you know. 
I've always said, like, you know, Mark Cuban, like, they need a guy like uh, like him, you know, just say, hey, I'm going to throw a bunch of money at, whether it's TNA or some other company, to really get them afloat and moving in the right direction. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with TNA? But, uh, anyway, let's get back to what we were discussing. We were discussing, uh, basically, last night's Hell in a Cell, WWE's Hell in a Cell event, and uh, the repercussions moving forward, as you know, essentially, I don't know... If we actually get an official road to, but uh, we are essentially on the road to the Survivor Series, uh, the the last of the four, the big four, the major pay-per-views in the WWE calendar year. So uh, uh, we are set uh, to to move towards Survivor Series uh, with a lot of question marks coming out of last night's pay-per-view. And uh, remember, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call if you want your voice heard. And let's get out to the phones. We got Mike on the line. Uh, Mike, how are you doing this evening? Hey guys, how's it going tonight? Doing alright, how are you, bro Chacho? Alright, I'm excited, I mean, let, you know, let's not, you know, you said it, you just said it now, we are on the road to Survivor Series, and I, and I tell you, I'm so happy I have the network, because I get to watch all the Survivor Series from now until probably the Survivor Series, and I've been watching some classics. And um, they hit the nail on the head last night with The Undertaker, 20, 25th, um, you know, anniversary. And here's here's what I would do with The Undertaker. I would put The Undertaker and Kane, pair them up with Dean Ambrose and and um, what's his name? The big guy. What uh, the heck's his Reigns? name? Uh, Roman Reigns. And put them against the Wyatt family. Yeah, maybe that's the direction they're going. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, a, a lot of directions. Uh, you know, obviously it, it does lean towards uh, there's going to be some involvement with the Wyatts and, and the Undertaker, and uh, it's going to be fun up until we hear what exactly is going to happen. It's going to be some fun fantasy booking moving forward. Um, you know, it's. Uh, and it should be interesting even tonight to hear uh, what what Bray Wyatt may say as far as the attack and the quote unquote kidnapping of the Undertaker. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. You know, it, it, it's interesting with Survivor Series, Mike, because I I think you know, I, I mean, I would love to. And, and we were talking off air, you know, Dave and I, we're both of the mindset. I would love to see a pay per view um, with only uh, Survivor Series matches. I, I that I would love to see, just top to bottom. Uh, you know, Survivor Series matches. Let's get back to it. Maybe you have a championship match in there, but for the most part, you know, multiple Survivor Series matches. Uh, to me, like, especially now, and I've said this before, creatively speaking, you know, each and every week on Raw, you could have, like, the naming of captains. You could have teams being picked or drafted, however you want to do it. Um, and it can make for some interesting programming headed towards uh, Survivor Series, because I do think, you know, one of the things with Survivor Series being one of the big four, um, I, I would say out of the big four, that one has lost much of its luster over the years. Uh, you know, yeah. Rumble is huge, WrestleMania is huge, SummerSlam, they, they mark it as a WrestleMania of the summer. Survivor Series, again, it, it gets the moniker of one of the original big four, but it's lost a little bit of its luster. And And if they don't, this is my roundabout way of like kind of agreeing with you, Mike. But if they don't do like Survivor Series matches, uh, top to bottom, or at least a bunch of them, that that video package last night with 25 years of the Undertaker gave you absolute chills. 
And and as much as, you know, obviously you don't know what exactly is going to happen, uh, it looks like Taker will have at least some significant role in Survivor Series. But I'll tell you, Mike, I, I absolutely loved that video package. And whatever they ha- whatever they wind up doing, I mean, they got nothing booked for Survivor Series. Just watching that video package, I was actually excited looking forward to the, the pay-per-view. It gave you uh, it gave you chills. It gave you it gave you chills and spills and uh and you know something, Dave. You know it was Dave. It was um you know the Undertaker that that appeared in your hometown of Connecticut. I mean it was cra- in your home state. I should say it was it was crazy. I mean, uh, what did you think of the Undertaker when you first saw him? Uh. Pretty intimidating, um, as 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 a little boy. Uh, pretty intimidating when I when I first saw him. Um, how old were you? You think? I think. How old do I think I am, or how old? No. How old? Were, how old were you at the time? At at the time. Now we're really going to start dating ourselves here. Well, um, you know, this is a family show. <laughs> wait, what? Sure, I get. We're all family, you know. We're all family, and you're not a woman, so don't worry about your age. <laughs> Women don't oh worry about their age. All right, I'm, all right, all right. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to. Since you post this question on me, I'm going to make you work for it. I'm 32 okay, years old. I, I'm 32 years old currently. So do the math. Uh, well, you were a young boy. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, my math is shot. You know, I, I need a math teacher. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I'm lost. The show's only ninety minutes. I'm thirty-seven. I was young, man. I was, I was. Go ahead, sorry, go. But I, so you were a young kid. I mean, I was. You know, I'm older. Um, and and even being older when Taker uh, showed up, I mean, he was you know an imposing figure. Um, you know, Paul Bearer in the mix. Um, you know, and it was just it was. I don't know, there's just always something, you know, the one thing I admire about The Undertaker, and everyone remembers that he debuted as Kane, The Undertaker, um, but I, I just, and I, and I thought that that video montage last night really captured it, is how he's maintained uh, being The Undertaker um, and evolved the character and has kept it current, uh, went through his biker phase, uh, but but tweaks the outfit, tweaks the, the robe, tweaks things just to continue to keep it different and can keep you guessing. And uh, uh, just an absolute brilliant performer. And I think that that montage really uh, brought home what this guy has meant to this business over the last quarter century. Well, he went from the gray to the purple, which was weird. You know, Undertaker had a had a color change, and uh, then he went through with the biker phase. And the first time I ever seen the Undertaker in a biker was when he wrestled Hulk Hogan. Yes, I'm using Hogan's name, but no, he wrestled Hulk Hogan back at Madison Square Garden in like 2002, and that was such a great match right there. And and you know, you got to see it. But my whole deal is this. Survivor Series, they always said you never know what's going to happen. 1992, they changed the format a lot. You know, they, I think they only had one Survivor Series, traditional Survivor Series match on the card. What I would do, if if WWE is listening to my voice, which I highly <laughs> doubt, but if, if it was me, I would do I would what think. they did in 1995 
and and they went back to Gorilla Monsoon's theory, and they did a Survivor Series match where they had different people that don't like each other on different like a like a like whatever he said it was. I forget what it was. The wild but, card match. Yes, have a wild card match. Thank you, Dave. Have a wild card match, and um, do it. Do do something like that. That would really, you know, like put Kevin Owens on a team, maybe with Ryback, and see how they they survive. But um, heels mixed together. Yes, heels and face very good, Dave. Yes, heels and faces mixed together, and and I and I think it would be good. But I have a question for you guys. Since since you guys are really Survivor Series and you love WWF, which which guy? Now it happened twice, but which man should have never been on any Survivor Series matches because he just wasn't—he just wasn't a team player. Bad news, Brown. That's right, bad news, Brown. Tell him what he won, Gene. Well, he won a trip to nowhere. No, uh, yeah, bad news, Brown. <laughs> so uh, you're right. I, I love. I love uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you you tell me to bring it every week, and I bring it every week. Well, this week you did. Let's just say that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Actually, Dave, it was funny. Last night I, w- I ordered I ordered my Dolph Ziggler shirt last night, and I was thinking about what you said about um, Ben Halen. It's kind of funny. With oh, Dolph okay. Ziggler. Well, I mean, he he did admit that that, that the T-shirt was inspired by the Van Halen logo. So he admit, he admitted it to me personally. <laughs> yeah, he, he. That's funny. Yes. Um. So, so all in all, last night we, I got out of hell in the cell, thinking to myself, you know, the WWE they put on. I, I thought they put on a good pay per view from top to bottom. I'm happy. I only pay nine ninety nine a month. Um. And uh, you know, and I love, and I love it, and I get a lot of use out of it. But, but I will say this: the women's match. I thought the women's. The women's match was good. I thought they brought it. I like, I like, I love the women. I think they're they're excellent. Um, I like the spot that they put them in. the The timing was good, and I like the Del Rio Cena match. I thought Cena did a great job again. Um, you know, Cena's excellent at what he does, and now uh, maybe you know it's time for them to get a break from him. Maybe he needs a break. He's going to get a break. He's going to leave. You know. Also, this week I was talking to a wrestler who I have to name nameless. We were talking about a friend of his coming, maybe maybe going into WWE, possibly teaming up with an old TNA teammate of his. I'm talking about Bobby Roode. I heard someone told me, a friend of mine told me that Bobby Roode might be going into the WWE TNA, I mean um, NXT. I mean, I mean, I I love Bobby Roode, so I would love to see him in in a WWE ring. And to be perfectly honest, uh, if they, I don't know what they'd call it, uh, you know, get PG rating. They might never be able to use beer money. You know, they wanted don't want to promote alcoholism, so uh, you know, soda pop money, lemonade stand, lemonade stand. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. You know, and last (laughs) night, uh, everybody last night was putting up on Facebook. They were putting up, you know. P, um, PG. They were like, you know, like like with the question mark because of blood. And one and one wrestler, one WWE wrestler that I know that watches that watches um, 
what do you call that, was watching it last night, was the one-man gang. And the one-man gang kept on, you know, talking about how different it was in his, in his, in his era to now. And he was saying how much he likes Brock Lesnar. And everybody kept on saying, well, Suplex City versus the one-man gang. And he said, I no thank you. <laughs> but people were tweeting at him, and he was telling – he was actually talking about, like, a heart attack that he had recently. And um, he was telling us – he was telling everybody that was, that was, was you know, listening, that was reading his comments. Because he was commenting a lot about the WWE last night. And he said how much he loves the network. He was talking about the network. And – um it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. These these old wrestlers stick together, and a lot of them go on Facebook, and it's a it's a great time to see what they have to say. It is, you know, because they offer a, a unique perspective on uh, you know the business, and the business has changed so much. So you, you always want to hear uh, from those guys from yesteryear. It's always my tonight. So tonight we take the tonight we take the highway. And we get off of Suplex City, and we ta- and we and we hop on the road to Atlanta because it's going to be in Atlanta this year to Survivor Series. So I'm interested. As I leave you, gentlemen, I'm interested to know your thoughts on this. Are you guys geared up for Survivor Series? Are we all ready for it? Is this is this what's come down to it? Uh, well, let's let's talk about it, Mike. Thanks for the call. We'll we'll talk about it, uh, it while you're off air and. Uh, Take it easy, Mike. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Sam, I mean, Thanks Mike, for having us uh, on your show. <laughs> he was in rare form tonight. Fine. I mean, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Survivor Series based on that uh, video montage. It's tough to say, like, I'm really looking forward to it because you don't know what the hell is going to be on the card. Um, you know, again, if they, you know, if they, they look at these question marks coming out of last night and they get their ducks in a row, we could have a really uh, – Kick-ass uh, Survivor Series. I, I would love to see that, that wild card kind of match uh, or some variation on it, uh, putting some guys that don't like each other on the same team. Again, you know, I, I would like multiple Survivor Series matches. I mean, if I had my drummers, I'd, I'd put all the matches be Survivor Series matches. I get it why you wouldn't, um, but uh, that's what I would like to see. I would like to see as many Survivor Series matches as, as possible because that pay-per-view is lost a lot of its luster, but as we move forward on the road to Survivor Series, I guess the, the biggest question mark coming out of last night, and let's talk about the match, and then moving forward coming out of the match, let's talk Taker Lesnar. Um, good match. Best match they've ever had? No. Very good match, absolutely. Um, thank you. Thank you to both of you guys that uh, decided to bleed. Uh, whether it was the the hard way or you bladed or whatever happened to happen last night, uh, I thank you. Um, if the rumors are true that, that Vince McMahon is, is pissed off, uh, get over it, Vinny. Uh, it added a lot to, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, man. I, I just, I don't, I'll never understand right now in the WWE. I get it. You're a publicly traded company. I get it. It's a PG product. I get all that stuff. A man, once a year, at an event that you, you you deem the most demonic structure in the WWE that 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 shortens careers and you have a blood feud like like that of of Lesnar and, and Taker, you know I don't understand why there can't and, and it wasn't like buckets last night. There's a little bit of blood. It added to the storytelling. I think you can there's a happy medium somewhere between PG and the Attitude Era. 
whereas you can you can use it every now and again. If you have one or two matches over the course of the year with a little bit of blood, uh, I, I don't think it should be uh, like you know the the sky is falling. And and as far as the storytelling goes, especially with an aging Undertaker, um, you know they can't do as much as maybe he used to be able to do in the ring. Uh, a little bit of blood definitely added to the storytelling. Um, I thought the match was really entertaining. Uh, as much as I understand referencing uh, the, the context of the storyline, uh, why uh, a crotch shot was used by by a Lesnar, I don't know if I would have... I didn't like the fact that it was used for the absolute finish. Uh, if, you, if they used the crotch shot uh, somewhere earlier in the match where, uh, I don't know, to, to block a choke slam, he punched him in the net, kicked him in the net, fine by me. Um, I just wasn't crazy about that being the, the end of the match. Um, I didn't hate it. I just I wasn't crazy about it. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a pretty entertaining match. Uh, it was, if not the best match, probably the second best best match on the card. Uh, it definitively ended that storyline. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, again, as I keep reiterating the question marks coming out of it, um, you know, in some way, shape, or form, you got Taker's going to be again involved with the Wyatts. Uh, that, that that became pretty abundantly clear uh, by the end of the matchup. Um, you know, but what's next for Brock Lesnar? Uh, is Brock Lesnar going to be going after Seth Rollins? Is uh, someone going to come out of left field and go after Lesnar? Is Lesnar even going to be around? Uh, you know, so lots of question marks surrounding Lesnar. It's interesting that it looks like, at least for the time being, um, Taker's going to be relevant in the storytelling in, in as far as the WWE. So that's kind of cool to have Taker around. Uh, you know, his, probably, his days are probably numbered as far as, uh, you know, how long he's going to be in the WWE. But, you know, right now, Dave, Taker, we kind of know at least who he's going to be involved with. Question marks surrounding Lesnar. Your thoughts on the match last night? I thought the match was pretty fun to watch. Um, it, it was another one of those matches where it felt like it went by pretty quick. Um, there was, you know, it wasn't the best match that they've had. It certainly didn't live up to their prior Hell in the Cell match that they had 13 years ago, but it was a pretty good match for PG standards and for what, you know, both men could do at this stage in their careers, especially Undertaker. Um, whether the, the bleeding was legitimate or if it was done on purpose, planned by the two of them, I didn't have an issue with it. Um, it, it did add a little bit more to the story, um, made up for the lack of buildup that the two of them um, had going into the match. Um, the question marks after, I did enjoy the attack with the Wyatts. I kind of felt like, for me at least, all the good work that Bray Wyatt did leading up to WrestleMania and been basically holding his own in the buildup with Undertaker only to just get beaten once. And then he would, and then he almost acted like it never happened, and he forgot about it. I, I didn't really care for, for for how his character handled it post WrestleMania. They kind of went back to it last night with him and the entire Wyatt family, a stronger Wyatt family, taking out the Undertaker. Um, it almost showed that like he didn't forget, and that maybe he was planning this since WrestleMania. Who knows? Um, I doubt we'll get any kind of explanation like that, but. I did like the ending to it, and I do like the fact that Undertaker is going to stick around a little longer and work with Wyatt. Um, there had been rumors that Bray Wyatt was going to uh, wrestle Sting 
um, at WrestleMania next year. And uh, there's now a rumor that Undertaker might work with Bray again. This might be a continuation of their rivalry from this past WrestleMania. So we'll see. Time will tell. As far as Brock Lesnar goes, where he stands, um, there's a couple different scenarios that I've heard that where Brock Lesnar is going to go. First of all, he's not going to be on Raw tonight, and he'll, he probably won't return until about early 2016, right around the Royal Rumble, to get him in to get his storyline in motion for WrestleMania. Um, so Brock Lesnar, the rumor is, is that he could be facing The Rock because The Rock has apparently agreed to work a WrestleMania match. There's rumors that Rock's going to face Triple H. However, the other rumor for Brock Lesnar is not only just The Rock, but possible triple threat match with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, kind of a takeoff um, of the impromptu triple threat match that took place at this past year's WrestleMania. Lesnar was never pinned for the title. Um, so Lesnar still would kind of want his revenge. Reigns would obviously want his revenge for Rollins cashing in. That's just a rumor. We'll see what happens. There is a good chance that Lesnar might be back on TV sooner because of John Cena's absence and Randy Orton's recent shoulder injury. So um, I think Lesnar will obviously be back fairly soon within the next few months. Um, what he does, who knows, but it more than likely will be something very impactful either in the title picture or working with another big name. I'd like to see him work with a younger guy, um, somebody who could use a little bit of the rub, maybe a uh, Kevin Owens if they were to build Owens up, uh, but time will tell. Um, I'm really digging to, I would really dig to see a Randy Orton-Brock Lesnar match because the two of them came in t- together just about the same time and they've never really tapped into the, 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 the potential that these two could have in a match. So uh, there's all these different kinds of ideas that I've just thrown out there. Some of them are rumors, some of them are my ideas. But nonetheless, Brock Lesnar will be relevant when he does return to WWE TV. See, now it's interesting because I, I look at, you know, The Undertaker being kidnapped and, you know, one of two ways. Now, the obvious is in some way, shape, or form at Survivor Series – uh, whether he's part of a team or, uh, you know, individually, but in some way, shape, or form, he's going to be going after the Wyatts or Bray himself. Um, the other side of it, which, you know, just me spitballing, which which could be cool, uh, you know, and who knows where Taker is. I mean, I do think that, uh, you know, it, Maybe uh, behind closed doors, sign a contract that you'd never disclose or discuss there that, uh, you know, Taker knows, uh, you know, it's winding down. Uh, You know, it's only a matter of time before, uh, you know, he's going to have to hang up the boots. And, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, on a short list of all-time greats. I mean, just a a great, great wrestler. Um, You know, does does Taker want a a last kind of heel run? Do we see that, uh, you know, uh, the Wyatts kidnapped the Undertaker to kind of really turn him back to his darker roots? And, uh, you know, he's uh, the, the Wyatts kind of convert him, and he's part of the flock and winds up being actually part of a Wyatt team. Maybe the Taker is, is named captain of Team Wyatt, and uh, that team goes up against someone else uh, at Survivor Series. Who knows? I just spitballing again what direction they can go. I, I'm just really curious. Uh, you know, again, Dave, when you look at guy, and, and I agree with you, when you come out of WrestleMania, 
you know, you're kind of left a little bit flat with the explanation. Um, one of the things going into tonight's Monday Night Raw, uh, I whether I mean, hopefully it's tonight, but I am so looking forward to Bray Wyatt with a mic in his hand explaining his motivation, whether his motivation was to take The Undertaker and just punish him or the motivation is to to turn him and bring him into the flock, whether that be that is successful or not. Um, I'm just really looking forward to Bray Wyatt grabbing hold of that microphone and letting us all know uh, what his intentions are for The Undertaker. Well, that, that's a pretty interesting idea that you brought up, where Undertaker would kind of join them. Um, it, it would be something different. Um, I, I would entertain the thought, but... I, I think we're going to go with the obvious, and you know the 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 end of last night's Hell in the Cell was just that they carried him out. It wasn't necessarily a kidnapping of sorts, um, but I wouldn't mind seeing it if he were to team up, uh, you know, with them in that kind of you know he's almost kind of possessed in a way. He's he's been how would I say it? Um, he's been reborn into the Wyatt. Uh, you know, that that could be some intriguing television, but I don't think Undertaker is going to be around that much for that to happen. So smart man, you know, smart booking says it's him versus Wyatt or the Wyatts, and either he's got backup or he doesn't have Survivor Series, making it a traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Um, but I do like the idea. I do like the potential for the idea, and I think there's untapped potential with Wyatt and this Wyatt family, and I'm liking that they have re- that they've brought this group back, and they've even made it stronger because I think there's still unlimited amounts of potential for you know storylines that Wyatt can be involved in, and they really haven't tapped into that character as much as I as, as I think they can. So hopefully tonight's the beginning of that with the stuff with Undertaker um, and being a continuation of what took place at WrestleMania between the two. Agreed. Yeah, and again, if, if they, jo- you know, if you wind up seeing Taker joining the Wyatts in some way, shape, or form, I mean, you know, obviously it doesn't have to be anything long-term. Uh, Taker wises up. Uh, you know, I mean, who knows? It just, uh, you know, again, and I agree with you, you know, most of the time when you start to get a little bit too creative when you start fantasy booking, uh, it's not the direction to go, and usually it's the obvious choice. So I, I would tend to, if I'm a betting man, I would say, yeah, they're probably going to do, uh, you know, just uh, to send a message to the Undertaker, uh, perhaps send a message to the locker room, uh, so to speak. Um, but to me, an interesting storyline would be uh, to see the Undertaker, uh, a more demonic, vicious version of the Undertaker under the influence of Bray Wyatt, and then you know, figure out a way to break him away from the Wyatts. Who knows? But, uh, you know, interesting stuff. Again, we get a a guy like, um, you know, The Undertaker, who's uh, the older of the two, who looks like he's going to be around at least a little more consistently. Uh, and you got Brock, who's going to be uh, uh, disappearing for a little while. So, um, you know, it's good when you have the addition of a guy like Del Rio coming into the fold that softens uh, the blow with some of these short uh, part-timers. Um, but you got to figure, Dave, you know, at some point, like you said, potentially a triple threat. At some point, the WWE has got to work Brock Lesnar uh, somewhere into the title picture. I, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be very hard to do that. 
excuse me. I mean, Lesnar could take some time off, and in that time off, you know, Heyman could, you know, come out, cut a promo, discussing Lesnar's desire to be WWE champion again. Um, I mean, they do have a they do have an out on two on two scenarios. One, Lesnar was never pinned for the title at WrestleMania, and two, his rematch that he had got because he wasn't pinned for the title at WrestleMania, which took place at Battleground, was the match was stopped because Undertaker interfered and cost Lesnar the title. So they they can easily insert him into the title picture. Um, what I think they would do is because Lesnar is so popular and because Rollins is still being backed by the authority, if he's championed by them, it wouldn't shock me if the authority forced Brock Lesnar to enter the Royal Rumble and win to ensure his opportunity at the title at WrestleMania next year. If they go the route with Lesnar challenging for the championship with the possible triple threat, adding Roman Reigns to the mix. Agreed. It remains to be seen again. And that's why, you know, I'm really looking forward to tonight's Monday night raw, just to see, uh, some of these questions being answered. One of the things we we didn't hit upon, and I'd like to touch upon it now, um, you know, the tag team championship match. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting upon that because, you know, we, we've said as much as we talked about, um, you know, uh, John Cena being, uh, you know, some nights the best thing on Monday Night Raw, his open challenge. Uh, consistently as of late, the most entertaining thing on Monday Night Raw has been uh, New Day. Just uh, it seems like everything – uh, you know, they, they put out there, uh, turns to gold. Uh, these guys have been incredible. Uh, we had talked last night, and uh, this is one of the picks we actually got wrong. Um, you know, interesting stuff that we, we talked about, uh, the Dudleys. If you're going to bring the Dudleys in, the Dudleys have continued to be unsuccessful going after that tag team title. Um, you know, though, so we picked the Dudleys because we thought, you know, it's just time. They've lost via they, – they've won via DQ, but, uh, you know, lost their the chance of the title. Uh, now that they're going in here, I just thought even if it's short term, uh, why not uh, put the straps on them? They did not last night. Uh, a couple things coming out of last night, uh, you know, not the best performance for these two teams. I was shocked, shocked. All the respect in the world for the Dudleys. Thought they looked sloppy last night. They just they they they, they had one spot that they kind of just blatantly screwed up, but they didn't seem crisp. Uh, they you know the excellence that you uh, have grown accustomed to watching the Dudleys to me just was not there last night. Hell, everyone has an off night. I was just surprised seeing that. Um, and and again, the running theme tonight is uh, the question marks, the new programs that are moving forward. Uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those like weird things. Like you got the Dudleys, you got the Dudleys that are there. That you would think the 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 one focal point of their character is going after those tag team championships. Um, that they, unsuccessful now. They've been unsuccessful uh, to make sense of another match for New Day. I, I don't know. I get it. It's wrestling, so I figure out a way, any way to make it make sense. For me, at this point, they've just been unsuccessful so where do you go now with the Dudley boys what's next for New Day uh, big question mark surrounding uh, the tag team championship Dave the match wasn't very impressive last night I thought at times it was a little bit sloppy um, I wish I you know was stuck with my original pick the first time and stuck with New Day uh, however I was kind of thinking along the same lines as you were how can you 
give the Dudleys two title shots and them not, com- you know, them not, you know, convert themselves as champions and the third title shot. But be that as it may, um, I mean, if you think about it, every match that they've had with New Day has had a controversial finish. The first time it was a disqualification at Night of Champions. Then the second time at the Madison Square Garden special on the network, I think it was a disqualification or some kind of cheating. I don't exactly remember, but it was it was controversial nonetheless. The third time, no, there wasn't there wasn't any interference, but New Day had cheated using a foreign object to get the victory. So the Dudleys could get another opportunity based on those situations alone. However, I kind of think that they're going to drift them away from the title picture for a little while. It wouldn't surprise me if after tonight. Let's say the Dudleys were to challenge New Day for the titles, and in 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 that happening, another team were to come out to confront the Dudleys, thinking they deserve a title shot, and then the Dudleys work their program with whoever this is, whether it's the primetime players or maybe if it's even the Wyatts. If the Wyatts are on a roll, after, you know who knows. But I mean, there's there's they'll, they'll get back to it eventually. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if. Uh, the next time we see the Dudleys in the title picture is in early 2016. I still firmly believe there'll be a big part of WrestleMania, and it will involve New Day um, still holding the title. So I think right now it's just somewhat of a break between the two teams, so that the rivalry can still be be fresh. In, you know, when they when they touch again uh, a few months down the line. And, and you know, as you say that, you know, you want to slot in a, another team, and there's there's a few that you can uh, think about. You know, um, I did get a kick out of you know. Speaking of teams, I got a kick out of uh, during the pre-show that Stardust uh, sitting in the in the crowd uh, with a little sign that said Stardust section uh, with the Ascension, which I thought was tremendous. Um, but you know, the Ascension, you know, another tag team out there. Uh, you, you know, if you were going to fantasy book, Dave, and you're going to put a team in that slot to come out and confront the Dudleys and, and to be that team to kind of pull them away from the title, at least for the time being, uh, which team would you slot in there? Um, you know, it, it's it's difficult because although they're making progress with the WWE's tag team division, um, it seems like there's not enough emphasis on all the teams. I know there's only so much time on a television on a on a television show that you can put talent out there. But you know, when we were younger watching tag team wrestling, it wasn't just about the tag team title. There were just rivalries with tag teams for the sake of having a rivalry. So I mean I would hope that the next team to to, to confront the Dudleys would be somebody that would be up in the same stature as the Dudleys. Unfortunately that's not the case. However, this just came to me. They could insert the Usos as the as the uh, the next guys to face the Dullies or even to face New Day as well. Um, I mean, the Usos are you know a big part of the tag team scene. They've been they've been one of the teams that has helped rebuild the tag team division in the past few years. So I could see the Usos coming out and returning and confront the Dudleys and talking about you know their place in the tag team division and how they deserve a tag team title shot. And maybe we could see something between the Usos and the Dudleys, but I could also see the Usos challenging for the tag team titles as well. Yeah. You think like perhaps maybe we could have a tag team coming out of, uh, you know, Rusev, Sheamus, King Barrett, uh, 
quote unquote yeah. faction, you know, uh, like a a Rusev King Barrett come down to the ring to uh, challenge something like that. I think we could too. I think you know that that's uh, that's very possible. I, I like I said last night. I'm digging the pairing between the three. And what's interesting too is that we t- um, maybe I'm just overthinking this, but you know, all three men from different European countries. Seb Coulter last night talked about how all nations need to come together, you know, to to as one. And he's got this alignment with Del Rio. Is this the early stages of a faction? Maybe adding Del Rio with the four, with the other three, making the four of them with Zeb Coulter as their mouthpiece, sort of. And maybe two of them out of that group are the one are the next ones in line for either a tag team title shot or to confront the Dudley Boys. I mean, I, there's there's a lot of different possibilities um, just coming through, going through my head right now as to what direction they could take the tag team division. Yeah, I mean, it's just very, very intriguing. And again, you know, it's it's one of those things with the WWE, and and it's it's a mixed bag sometimes. You know, or I should do that. Maybe a double-edged sword would be the better metaphor to throw in here. Um, you know, it's it's just interesting when you have uh, this many open-ended questions, when you have uh, so many wrestlers, so many performers with uh, their fate kind of unknown. At least as a fan. Uh, as a fan, I, I look at this pay-per-view as, uh, you know, kind of borderline wiping the slate clean um, and, and moving forward into a different direction. Uh, you know, do we see tonight at Monday Night Raw uh, some uh, legit seeds being planted uh, moving towards WrestleMania? Um, you know, perhaps. it. I, I just find it as a fan uh, very intriguing. And when I look, when I say something like, this is a double-edged sword. Um, what I mean is, you know, when you have all this stuff in front of you, when you have this clean slate in front of you, that you have, uh, you know, carte blanche to kind of uh, move things in a different direction, to kind of do something unique, to kind of uh, change things up. Um, you know, it's, you know, it, it's a great opportunity uh, it's a great chance to, to do things, but at the same time, it's a lot. It's a lot of moving pieces uh, to fit together at the same time. It's a lot of question marks to work out at the same time. Um, it, it's story arcs that you got to figure out uh, down the road a piece when guys like John Cena and guys like Brock Lesnar come back into the fold. Um, so it's a really, you know, and it's weird, Dave, because this is that time of year, like you said, uh, you know, not to be disrespectful, but it seems like at times, like this is when, uh, you know, creative kind of takes some time off. And it's, it's it's very intriguing to me to come out of a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view to essentially have that slate wiped clean and, being, and looking at it like, hell, they can go into any one of a thousand directions uh, coming out of this pay-per-view. And it really winds up being kind of one of those, you know, situations as a fan that when you look at hey where can they go creatively it's like wow this could either like really really kick ass and be like a really cool uh time to be a wrestling fan or it could absolutely shit the bed and and they don't really know where to go with anybody and and that's what you know i guess that's kind of part of the excitement to see exactly where creative is going to go here um, but but again, like and, I, and I'm staring right now. I have the the card from last night 
up on my computer screen as, as we reference the matches and, and what could possibly come out of it. And every match I'm looking at, I'm like, yeah, they're going to go in a different direction from here. And, and that's um, exciting, I think, to me as a fan, but also a, a tempered excitement because you hope they get it right, Dave. I think it's time to reshuffle the deck a little bit um, with storylines and with certain guys. And uh, I think tonight we're going to see a lot of that, especially with this number one contenders tournament to crown a new number one contender to Seth Rollins' title. Um, I think also it's it's a combination of testing the waters to see what individuals they are serious about putting in certain spots for WrestleMania coming up next spring. Um, I, I think it's 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 a it's a planning process for the bigger shows. Not saying that the shows that they currently don't have are aren't important, but I think the the guys in the positions that they have currently, this is testing out to see what they could potentially do down the road in bigger shows like WrestleMania. So I think we're gonna see little instances over the course of the next few months ending twenty fifteen as to where certain individuals are going heading into WrestleMania season. Guys like Kevin Owens, guys like Seth Rollins, guys like Dean Ambrose, guys like the Dudleys, the New Day, um, Dolph Ziggler, hell, when John Cena returns, Sheamus, who's got a Money in the Bank contract, and he could cash it in at any time. Um, that's a name that hasn't that hasn't been dropped in this conversation until now. So I'm kind of intrigued that it seems like last night's pay-per-view, definitively, just about everything has really been wrapped up, and we're going to get you know, fresh matchups and some fresh storylines. And, uh, you know, you could say technically we're really on the road to WrestleMania right now because you can, usually this time of year is where you kind of see the seeds planted for certain things that could happen at WrestleMania. Like I said last week with the Shield reunion between all three, it just so happened it happened in Dallas. And Dallas is where WrestleMania is going to be held next year. And, and, that's a rumored main event for next year's WrestleMania. So, go figure. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. And when you bring up a name like Sheamus and you look at going forward into that, um, you know, cashing in his money in the bank, and, and that's where you start to look at, you know, the title picture. And like I said before, you hope that creative gets it right as opposed to, like, you know, crap in the bed. And you know you'll look at Sheamus, who potentially could be in the in the title picture, uh, potentially cashing in. And uh, you know you you again, it's a thing where like you look at something like this and what's going on right now, um, and you hope that things don't get muddied and rushed uh, because like we're talking. I mean, and, and it's it's legit speculation right now. Going forward, you got Roman Reigns that could be a guy going after that championship. Obviously, you have Rollins who's got the championship. Is Ambrose in the mix? Are they going to look for that shield triple threat? Lesnar has got to get himself involved in the title picture. At some point in time, you got to figure. And then you got a guy like Sheamus that's got the briefcase who has yet to cash in. You know, where exactly they, they crowbar all these guys in. It is looking like, and, and I don't know, but it is at least starting to look like that the easiest way at least to uh, eliminate some of the confusion would be Sheamus to be unsuccessful in his cash-in. But when exactly are we going to see that happen? Are we going to have a heel cashing in on a heel? Are we going to have Rollins, uh, some dissension with the authority? But it, it's interesting, Dave, when you look at all the people that 
can stake claim to at least having uh, a say in, in the title picture. Uh, there's a lot of guys up there right now. It's it's a little crowded, and uh, to kind of remove one apple from the bunch, yeah, there's a there's a good possibility that a Seamus Money in the Bank cashing is an unsuccessful one. Here's my prediction, okay? If we're going to throw predictions out there, either Seamus cashes in his Money in the Bank contract before the end of 2015 and is unsuccessful, or we wait till after WrestleMania for him to cash in his Money in the Bank contract. If they go that route, then it gives them time creatively, several months, to think of what they want to do with him if they want to put the championship on him to begin with. Okay, I think that when he returned the night after WrestleMania, new look, new attitude, new music, it, it really worked for him. I think it still kind of works for him. The bullying thing really works. You know, working with the younger, the smaller guys, I should say, it's really helped accentuate his bad guy heel persona, the bully, so to speak. Um, but I think he's kind of lost that luster a little bit. I think he kind of lost it when he won money in the bank, to be honest with you. It seemed like at that point, like, he just, I don't know, for whatever reason, they just didn't put a whole lot of effort into his character. They put him in a program with Orton for, for, for a few months, and that just really was very stagnant. And uh, they've just kind of been floundering him. And, yes, money in the bank – holders usually flounder and then when they cash in you least expect it all of a sudden they have instant credibility again but i just can't see right now with the amount of guys in the title picture and Seamus so looking so far on the outside of the title picture that him cashing in successfully is an option yeah you're right i mean right now it just i i, I don't know i just don't feel like it makes sense and maybe that either he's unsuccessful or yeah, waiting uh, for a long period of time after WrestleMania would be the the best route to go with him. And you're right, because I love the new look. I mean, I think it's just something unique, something different. Uh, revamp the character, but the character at this point has definitely lost uh, a bit of steam. So it re- remains to be seen. And, and it, it, you know, again, I can't stress enough that it's um, it, it can be, you know, we could be headed down a... A, a very cool few months in, in the WWE, uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, with all these question marks that need to be answered, or it could get really, really muddied in a hurry. And uh, uh, tonight will be the, the first step uh, in, in seeing exactly uh, what direction they're going to go in, exactly, uh, you know, what new programs are going to be uh, set in motion. And, uh, again, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to when you have, like, this many question marks, you know, the one thing with WWE fans, including myself, it's like, you know, you get caught up with the same old, same old. Uh, tonight, it shouldn't be the case. On Monday Night Raw, there's a lot of opportunities tonight to give you to give all of us something different. Uh, and hopefully it's something good. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to tonight's Monday Night Raw to see, uh, at least for the time being, if not towards WrestleMania, at least some, towards Survivor Series, uh, what directions they're going to be moving in. With all these question marks on uh, on board with, with WWE. Um, I'm curious, Dave, uh, with all these guys, whether it's a, a, a specific guy, a tag team, a program, uh, which questions are you least are you looking to be, uh, if not answered, partially answered? And uh, by the way, tonight on Monday Night Raw, the Dudleys and Ryback versus King Barrett, Rusev, and 
the Money in the Bank man, Sheamus, in a six-man tag match. So that was just announced on the Raw pregame. Um, and I'll get back to the question. As far as at least uh, getting some clarification in these uh, question marks, uh, what are you looking forward most on tonight's Raw? Well, before I even answer that question, wasn't it a little while ago at the top of the show where I discussed the possibility of Ryback feuding with one of those three individuals? And didn't we just mention it not too long ago in this conversation about the Dudleys possibly getting into a feud with this new unit with Rusev, Sheamus, and Wade Barrett? Please, so Stanford, saying just again, come out. Stan- Stanford's listening. Just come out and just say you're listening. Okay? <laughs> just just do it already, for Christ's sakes. It just, it, let's just acknowledge the big pink elephant in the room. Seriously. Anyhow, to answer your questions, the questions that I want answered tonight – I would like to know the reason behind the Del Rio and Coulter Association, given the, the, their characters' past run-ins with each other. That's one. Two, the the title picture. Who's going to be the next one to step in front? And, you know, here's one question that kind of intrigued me a little bit after last night's pay-per-view. Backstage, when Dean Ambrose had approached Roman Reigns um, about and congratulated him on his victory over over Bray Wyatt inside Hell in a Cell. They were going to address something, and Rain said, "No, we're going to wait for we're going to wait to discuss that tomorrow." And I'm kind of curious as to what that exactly is. I kind of have a feeling it's it's about them separating for a little bit and kind of going off and doing their own thing. Um, but I'm interested in that question being answered. And that's uh, that's a, that's three right there. And then the fourth and final one for me is the Wyatt situation with Undertaker. Um, Undertaker more than likely is going to be involved in Survivor Series with the Wyatts. So, what's what, what I wanted to know the follow up from it. Now, I don't necessarily need any questions answered because Bray Wyatt's character, he's a sick bastard. He doesn't really need to give you any explanation. He just does what he wants when he wants because he's pretty crazy. You don't really need an explanation from him. He's, he's not all there. So, and neither is the rest of the guys that he runs with. So, I don't think we need a clear-cut explanation as to why he, he went after Undertaker and, quote-unquote, kidnapped him. But that's what I look forward to in the follow-up from last night's event. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny because all those things, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to everything you said. I think I'm most looking forward to uh, Wyatt, and I'm hoping we get a, a pretty kick-ass uh, Wyatt, program, uh, Wyatt promo uh, tonight. Uh, who knows, maybe we see uh, the Undertaker tied up in a swamp somewhere uh being worked over by the Wyatt family, uh, but I just—I mean, you never know with with uh, what Wyatt. Like you said, his character's a sick bastard. Uh, you know, he's always talking in metaphors. So who knows exactly what he's going to say, and if uh, he's going to answer any questions or just ask a ton more. Uh, but I think I'm most looking forward to that. Um, you know, as a whole, I think I'm just most looking forward to you know getting something different. You know, when you got like a, whether it's a, it's a kidnapping angle or just uh, they roughed him up last night. You know, what Bray Wyatt has to say, uh, why he did what he did. Uh, you know, do we get a clear-cut explanation? What is the alliance between uh, Del Rio and uh, Zeb Coulter? You know, you have you have the opportunity to give us something different. Um, and like we said, like, you know, in Stanford listening, uh, that, that six-man tag, uh, you know, you, you leave yourself open to create some new programs uh, coming out of that matchup. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the newness of it all. But if I had to pick one thing uh, I'm looking forward to most coming at it tonight, uh, that would be uh, Bray Wyatt at least giving us a window, a little bit of an explanation 
uh, into it. And uh, and I will say this, aside from looking forward to that the most, I'm looking forward to the unknown. Uh, do we get uh, a hint at, at a Survivor Series match? Do we get, a, you know, perhaps two captains named for uh, Survivor Series teams? Uh, do we get something in, in some way, shape, or form decided? Is there a match announced tonight uh, for Survivor Series? Uh, that's all stuff I'm looking forward to. But I think for me the most is, because, I, I, you know, Bray Wyatt is such gold on the stick. Um, I just think that, you know, whatever his explanation is, whether it's a full-fledged answer or uh, just a lot of metaphors to confuse us further, I just think we're going to get a very entertaining promo uh, from Bray Wyatt. So uh, uh, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in tonight. We've got about a minute 30 left. Uh, good times uh, dissecting this. And uh, like I said earlier, Dave, I mean, this is a fun show because we usually don't do this in a pay-per-view, but it's rare that we get, a, like like I said, like a blank slate, like this many question marks coming out of one single pay-per-view. So it's uh, interesting after the fact dissecting this top to bottom. Well, there's a lot of rematches on last night's show and a lot of rivalries that had gone on for an extended period of time that looked like last night. If you were to entitle last night's pay-per-view, you wouldn't call it Hell in a Cell. You'd call it the final encounter because it seems like every single one of these rivalries this is the last time that this rivalry, this match is going to happen in this rivalry, uh, which is, I would say, almost unheard of, with the exception of the U.S. title match because Del Rio was a surprise return. Uh, but, I'm uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, what's in store for tonight. Some new matchups and some uh, explanations to some of the things that took place last night. So um, I wouldn't say I'm pumped, but I'm excited to watch. So like it'll be a new pay per view. WWE presents Blow Off. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get through that with the PG rating, but I digress. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight uh, and tuning in last night as we got you set for the pay per view. We'll be back next week. At 6.30 again to get you set for Monday Night Raw and see what happened on tonight's Raw. Uh, for Dave, I am Ken. Thank you all for tuning in. Get on the Facebook for the Raw chat. And good night, everybody. <laughs>